All right, folks, as you've seen in the, the title, today we're going to be di- diving into the, uh, the Aswang, you know what I mean, from Filipino folklore. Uh, now, this creature, uh, crypto, horrifying, uh, many pictures, different forms of it, kind of like a bat, like a bat person type deal. Um, you know, definitely get out there. I wish we should do, we really should do a video, some type of video form of pictures to kind of let people get an idea of what's going down. Um, but some really crazy, some really crazy stuff, you know what I mean? Um, and the, you know, this kind of just stumbled into my, uh, my, my, my view recently and diving into it was some crazy stuff. Uh, there was some cool YouTube stuff on it. Of course, you know, some text form out there in the paranormal world. Uh, but Ray, when was the first time you heard about this Aswang thing? Is this a new thing for you too? Or are you familiar? Been familiar, hip to it for a while. Uh, no, it's a new thing for me. I heard about it when uh, when you brought it up. Looked into it a little bit, and look forward to the episode. Yeah, for sure. It's one of those. Uh, it's very creepy, definitely. You know, it's got like the vampire type vibe to it, mixed with the bat. You know, anybody out there has ever seen Francis Ford Coppola's Dracul? Uh, you know, there's uh, some in between periods of the Draculs where they. They have, uh, or even like uh, From Dust Till Dawn has that kind of vibe when they're in between, uh, or maybe fully progressed, I should say, not in between. Um, Demon Knight, Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight, those almost have, if you put those Demon Knight things with wings, you would have an issue on your hands type deal, and that's what they'd be dealing with. Um, But it's definitely, you know, super creepy stuff. Uh, the visual are quite crazy. They made a film about it, I think, in 2019. Uh, I haven't seen the film, but I did check out some pics from the film, and those pics looked quite horrifying. You know what I mean? It's one of those deals. Kind of has like a Wendigo veil. You know what I mean? Like the Native Americans believe in the Wendigo. It's kind of like that ordeal, which kind of makes me lead me to believe that the, 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 the question that falls over from you know the last couple weeks is... Is it all just one creature? Is this all just like one one entity that different cultures and groups of people feel that uh, it, they give it their name for their thing? You know what I mean? Where in reality, it's all the same thing with just different names. Well, when you when you start getting the same thing in different parts of the world, yeah. then what I'm looking at is, yeah, there's something to it. I mean, they, they may change the name, but you look at what it does and they say, okay, and this occurred over, this is Native American and it's over there in the Philippines and you find more places that the same thing shows up uh, in these separate cultures that had no way of communication, then you, my mind goes, uh, there's something to this, otherwise they wouldn't all see the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a crazy deal, um, for sure. Now, you know, the Aswang is an umbrella term for various shape-shifting evil creatures in Filipino folklore, such as vampires, ghouls, witches, viscera suckers, and weird beasts. What's a viscera sucker, Ray? You familiar with the viscera sucker? Uh, suck the life out of you, I think, is basically the easiest way to describe it. They suck the viscera uh, out of you. But it would leave you physically looking like you're hyper 
hyper uh, dehydrated. Yeah. The blood and the whole life right out of you. I believe Viscera was a wrestler in the late 90s at WWF. And we're beasts, usually dogs, cats, and pigs. That kind of sounds more like mutations type cross what we you know crossbreeds we talked about them recently whenever you see any type of animal that whenever you see an animal that walks differently than the rest of the pack it, you know crossbreeds always kind of come into mind you know what i mean which i always question is like you know a lot of these folklore things you know they could be they could might maybe only have been a handful maybe only one and just legend carries but I mean, there could be something—an animal or a person—that unfortunately was born with a, some type of defect, physical defect, um, or you know, skin defect, uh, body, just the way the body like move defect uh, or handicap, however you'd you'd want to call it, that would um, you know that they can get outcasted from the community. Now they're in the woods. We've talked about this before, and then this folklore kind of builds around it, you know what I mean? Or an animal, you know what I mean? A dog, you know, or, or some weird animal and they're born with, you know, and you see it all the time with humans where, you know, people get born with other, like, siblings, a part of them, or, like, the Siamese twin type deal, you know what I mean? Or, like, where there's an arm, an extra arm or something like that. So the stuff does happen. And, you know, it's horrible. Then, you know, you know that, you know, that stuff back in the day when that happened, they would go, oh, my God, they'd, they'd call it like an abomination, you know what I mean? And they'd, they'd send it off, they'd either kill it or they'd send it off into the woods or whatever. And, like, they would folklore would grow around it, you know what I mean? And the same thing would happen for animals. I've seen pictures of, you know, goats with two heads and such like that, you know what I mean? So it's not a, a crazy uh, theory, you know what I mean, of, of that being something like that. And then, you know, stories grow and uh, become become what they are, you know. But the Aswang is the subject of a wide variety of myths, stories, arts, and films, uh, as well as known through the, throughout the Philippines. Spanish colonists noted that the Aswang was the most feared among the mythical creatures of the Philippines. And they do, they have a very skinwalker-type uh, vibe to them, which we've talked about in that episode, we talked about in the Skinwalker Ranch, Mutilate the Beef episode, uh, how horrifying! Like, but like when you really think of these 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 creatures, skinwalkers, uh, you know what I mean. The Aswang is very, very top of the list for like these scary things you don't want to interact with. You know what I mean? Just truly, truly scary. Did you see a couple of the pictures floating around? You've seen some pictures of these things. What's your take on how they look? Uh, well, creepy is one good word for it. Yeah. Uh, definitely that would freak just about anybody out. And, uh, yeah, I'm surprised sometimes how similar they look to, uh, other stories from other countries. And, and they do have that vibe of like a, a colony or a group of people that might have been outcast. Reminded me of like cave people. When we talked about the people that lived in the caves and stuff like that, where they would have their, their skin would have probably turned fluorescent. They get weak. They're not getting no sun. You know what I mean? The sun's good for more than just a tan, folks. You know what I mean? You need that sun to survive. And uh, it's not crazy that people would go into caves and live there, whether they want to or don't want to. And, uh, you know, elements like that could almost tweak it. And then you, folklore. Folklore creates. You know what I mean? Um, Spanish call. Yeah. 
Spanish colonists noted that the Aswang was the most feared among the mythical creatures, like, like I, I said, said, in the Philippines, even in the 16th century. Although with no specific motive other than harming others, their behavior can be uh, interpreted as an in- inversion of the traditional Filipino values. Uh, the Aswang is especially popular in some parts of southern parts of Luzon, Mindanao, and Visayas, especially the Visayan province of Capiz. Now, their behavior is, uh, is uh, extremely harmful to others and horrific. They like to, they enjoy eating unborn fetuses and, and, and babies, small children. Uh, that was one of the, you know, the horrifying element to it. Uh, they particularly liked the liver and the heart because I guess that's where it would be very juicy, right? You ever eaten a human liver or a heart, right? Uh, human, no, but I wanted people over. I fry that up, yeah. Fry that liver up with some onions and stuff, yeah. Some fava beans and nice candy. That's how you do it. Now nah, leave the beans out. Just throw the onions, maybe some mushrooms. I fry that, fry that. that thing up and chow down. Now I've eaten a few bodies in my life and I don't tell the public this is between me and you right right I've ate a few bodies now most of them were dead before I got to them type deal so I can't be blamed that if the if the if the good if the good outweighs the negative you know what I mean that it's like it's a good thing it's positive all around right that how it works but I will say that yeah the liver now the liver is good because if you eat the liver right after they drank you can get drunk yourself, and you know, week after you can get get a get a buzz off of it. You know what I mean? And the heart's fantastic because for three days after it, you feel like you love everybody. It's a fantastic thing. So again, more positivity, right? Okay. Now the sixth. Well, the liver, the, the liver is actually very healthy. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Uh, it's got a, a lot of amino acids, a lot of nutrients in it. It's high in iron. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know much about the heart, but I know the liver is really good for you. I always enjoyed it. You know what I mean? It's one of those deals. You're gonna have some liver. You're gonna have some hot. Uh, if you can't have, you can't have no dessert. So you have the liver and the hot. You know what I mean? According to Maxim Ramos, the term aswang can be thought of as an aggregate term for multitude of Filipino supernatural creatures. These creatures can be organized into five categories that parallel creatures from the Western traditions. Um, These categories are the vampire, the self-seminating visceral sucker, the weird dog, the witch, and the ghoul, you know, as we talked about before. But now we're going to pop a little bit into these things. Now, first up, we got the vampire. Okay. Uh, now the vampire Aswang disguises itself in the shape of a beautiful woman. It shares its diet of blood with vampires of Western cultures. However, it differs by sucking blood using the proboscis like tongue rather than sharpened teeth, which is a horrifying image because it's just a long tongue that they would stick at them. Ugh. It's creepy. That's even that's worse than teeth for real. I'm not digging. I'd rather the teeth. Furthermore, Aswang do not live in tombs. 
Some live in forests far from human uh, communities, but the Aswan can infiltrate human society by means of marrying into a community uh, and either slowly draining their husband of blood or else using it strictly as a hideout and leaving at night to raid other villages, thereby keeping their cover intact. One example of a vampire Aswang is the Tagalog Mandugarog, uh, said to live in the region of Capiz. Yeah, so I like that. I like the way that is where it comes into, it comes on into, uh, you know, it marries in and then either drains off that community or goes to the next is kind of an interesting take with it. Um, but the, the whole time the husband gets it, unfortunately, you know, he's getting, he's getting uh, the vampire treatment, you know, what's your take on these vampires, right? Well, I like the fact that, number one, they're female. Mm. That that says something about the culture and their view of the female. Yeah. Uh, it's also a very sneaky vampire. I mean, if it quietly marries into a community, mm. then it has a lot to feed on, and no one knows or suspects that it's so-and-so's wife. True. Until uh, just about everybody is dead. She probably finishes off her husband, changes her name, goes to a different community, and starts over again. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's, that's very sneaky. And if you're talking about an ancient form of evil, that's perfect way to keep going. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree completely. Yeah, the... You know, the folklore, the all, you know, evil would always approach as a woman back in the beautiful woman, you know what I mean? The trickery type deal. We also have the viscera sucker, you know what I mean? The viscera sucker, also known as the manangai, is said to have a diet of internal organs or the phlegmatic discharge of the sick. So the phlegm of the sick, huh? That makes me want to fucking throw up all of this keyboard. I'll be honest with you. That's horror. That's probably one of the most horrifying things I've ever read in my life. Uh, like the vampire Aswang, it consumes its food with its tongue, narrow and tubular, but not pointed like the vampire. By day, it takes the shape of an attractive, light-skinned and long-haired woman. Why is it going to be light-skinned? That's all I got to say. By night, it grows wings and segments itself leaving behind its body from the waist downwards. It takes great care to hide its lower half, then flies in search uh, of victims. It's particularly attracted to the fetuses growing inside pregnant women. Uh, viscera suckers are said to live in deep domiciles deep in the jungle, if not in the trees themselves. Like the vampire Aswang, most infiltrate human communities via marriage. That's some horrifying stuff. I'm st- I still might fucking vomit all over my shoes over that uh, phlegm eating. That's the that's that's horrifying. Um, <laughs> yeah, with this one, I, in further research, I was reading it's about about this. It said that it used its tongue to go into the belly, like that's how it would get the baby, um, which is like a big straw type deal, which is horrifying, just horrifying. Um, yeah, I mean, they're always out for the babies. That new blood, the freshest, the purest, is that why that would be? Why? Because realistically, you know, if you were, if you were, if you were feeding off of it out of strictly, 
uh, food wise, I would say, wouldn't you want a bigger, wouldn't you want a bigger amount of whatever? Um, so do you think it's just a matter of, you know, you, if we're talking energy, you got the, you got the, the, the madness that, and fear and sadness that the mother is feeling as well as a life that you're taking, you know what I mean? Um, very creepy stuff. What what's your take on that? You know what I mean? As opposed to just it being young blood. Well, I can see it two ways. One would be uh, people looking for a reason that, uh, particularly in cultures with the lack of uh, medicine, you go mm-hmm. way back when, for the high death rate at birth, and they're attributing it to something evil, taking the life out of that fetus or young child. On the other side, if you do believe it's evil, then it's taking the youth, the youthful energy, um, that whole, if it's a fetus, the whole creative energy uh, from the fetus, from the placenta, everything, that new life force. And it's using that to regenerate itself, which is very, which is very dark because it's going after the most vulnerable that will give it the most energy to live on. And that, that's, that's very nasty. And that fits in with anything that's very evil and dark. When it comes to like the living kids, you think they're just easier to trick to go with, you know what I mean? Something like that. Or do you think it's a, you got that, uh, Dr. Sleep, Stephen King vibe where the, you know, take that young energy because they want that young energy. I'd say they, I'd, I'd say they're going for that young energy. They are an easy target, but they're going for that young energy, that uh, brand new life force that hasn't been uh, corrupted yet, and mm. they they want that fresh energy in themselves. Yeah, what, what's your take on the whole thing where it separates from the waste? I thought that was a very interesting element to this, where like it hides the body, it stands where like in brush or wherever where people wouldn't be able to see the legs and then it detaches itself, leaving the legs there like a transformer, like a, like a, you know what I mean? Like some crazy, uh, and, uh, and then it flies away and it'll go get its victim and eat its victim and all that. And then it returns back to the legs. What's your take on that? Uh, it's somewhat similar to if you go into Europe and you go to vampire tales, they need to sleep on their own soil. And they hide coffins with the soil of their native land in it. Yeah. So this thing, it uses a, it uses a body uh, to move around, the legs, and that body to hide in society as a woman. Yeah. But then it just kind of takes itself and reinvents or reshapes itself. So you're talking the shapeshifter aspect of it there. And it's the distinct possibility that the energy that it draws becomes part of what allows it to reintegrate and reanimate itself to be able to walk around again. It needs that energy to, to keep walking and maintain the form. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's a very, it's very interesting. You'd think it would just take it with it. Like it would fully, like if you have a Dracul that would just kind of, turn into the bat and the whole thing and fly away. I, leaving something behind is very weird, I think. 
I did that. That's an element to it that I'm not saying isn't, you know, whatever, but I think it's just a weird, weird element to the, to the, to the, the approach that it has and leaves and comes back to it. I don't know. I wish they, they, I found a little more info on why that was. It was just kind of one of those things that it just is what it is. You know what I mean? But I feel, I feel like there'd be meaning to it. Well, if you look, if you look at the lower half of the female body and that's where the uterus and that's where life comes from. Yeah. So it leaves the life giving part of the female behind to go and take life from children and the unborn. So it's separating from its potential to give or create life, to be able to go out and take life. I kind of, I kind of, I could understand that. It's kind of like, let's, let, let's get rid of this positive life giving aspect and let's just go out there and feed on these people and take their life. Then I'll reanimate and walk among them till I find another victim. Yeah. This is very like gargoyle like with the wings and such. Now, the vampire, of course, didn't have wings. It was just kind of a humanoid type deal. But this is humanoid with wings. You could speculate angelic like if you would. I don't think demons, they don't have, they don't have any wings, right? When they're described in the Bible, they describe them as having wings, do they? Uh, in some old te- uh, texts, yes, they do. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, if that's the case, th- that's what this is appearing to me as is a demon. You know what I mean? And, I mean, you got to you got to remember when you're talking about a demon, you're talking about a fallen angel, and angels had wings. That's true. Maybe they plucked them before they left, so they couldn't. You know, they wouldn't they, they wouldn't stop themselves from falling. If you know what I mean, think about it. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting, the wings, that, that attaching from the waist, detaching from the waist thing is something, um, very, it's a very, it's old timey horror. It has like an old timey horror vibe movie, hold that horror movie vibe to it. Like in the movie, they would do it because they need that base to be like, so they can hide under it for the special effect of like making the top half fly. You know what I mean? It's like this folklore was that that little element was added for for movie effect in the future. Like, well, this will be for the movie. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, very creepy stuff. Uh, stuff I don't want to deal with. Yeah, the top half or the bottom half. You know what I mean? I wonder if it closes up, it seals up, or if it's just a goopy mess until it uh, at the top until it slides back on and ju- becomes one. No. I don't want to know, actually. Next up, we got the Weird Dog. You know what I mean? Which is a real cool nickname for somebody. Weird Dog. The Weird Dog's coming through. Who's going to be at that cookout? The Weird Dog. Weird Dog's coming. Uh, Maximo. <laughs> huh? You like that? I was just laughing. If we ever if we ever go into the nickname territory, I might call myself Matthew the Weird Dog Fisher. Oh, yeah, and I got to wear a cowboy hat, and I have to have a cigarette or a cigar, cigarello maybe. I'll compromise in the middle, hanging out my mouth. And I'll have to be like, Maximo Ramos refers to this category as the weird dog. Now, through the creature does not uh, necessarily transform into a dog. Uh, Ramos reasons that the weird creature of a given region 
uh, is named after their most ferocious creature. As uh, such, for example, Europe has werewolves, India has were tigers, Africa has were leopards, and Russia has were beers, and America has care beers. You know what I mean? Now, that's interesting. I never put that together, but that's like a dead-on fact right there that, yeah, these weird things are just kind of what their cultures are afraid of with the wolves, the, the, the tigers, the leopards. I never put that together, have you? Uh, I did because, well, it's just the way, my mind, the way my mind works is that, uh, you know, what are they afraid of? If it was not uh, a creature or a demon, what would they be afraid of? Well, they're basing it on something that would kill them. They see as dangerous, anyways. So I kind of, kind of made made that made that link that yeah, I mean let let's face it, you wouldn't have the weird kitten, <laughs> right? Maybe we should. Maybe that should be the Americana, the weird dog. They're coming to get you. Weird dogs, Americana. They're Cujo. You know what I mean? Man's best friend. Um. Now, the Philippines has no indigenous wolf population, thus making weird dog the more appropriate term. Like the previous Aswang, the weird dog infiltrates the villages and turns into a creature by night. Around midnight, the creature is most commonly a dog, but a cat or pig also is possible. Um, midnight, changing of days. I mean, that's kind of, as far as time goes... That is, I mean, we kind of created that a little bit, right, as far as, as we perceive it. Um, so why does midnight hold so much special stuff? Is that, do you think that's more just kind of an old wives' tale thing, or you think that the midnight deal actually plays plays into this? Um, I think it is a combination of both. I'll go with the old wives' tale that a cultural thing, because it's, midnight is not actually the middle of the night. Yeah, everybody has... People have different midnights all over the world, you know what I mean? Um, and I know that currently there is a belief that your most uh, most active period of time uh, with spirits is about 3 a.m. Yes. Midnight in Europe was the witching hour. Mm. So they're taking, a, they're, they're taking a dark time of the night and... Uh, that's where they're placing this thing in because this thing is dark and it threatens them. So once the sun is gone and it is the darkest to them, it is a very dark time of the night. It would also, if you're doing it at midnight, it has a rest of the night to hunt its prey. Yeah. In the darkness and then transform before the sun comes up. Truth. So when the moon's up at midnight, and I don't know if they have a moon attachment or not, but, at that time of night, it's perfect for it to, to change and then go out and do its hunting in the darkness. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting deal. But yeah, it's. I think it's multi, multi, yeah, multiple cultures with their different deal, you know. Uh, the weird dog then kills and eats people, like a werewolf, but a dog. Particularly pregnant women on the road in the night. So don't try and be that person. And do not th- do not let their long hair hang loose. That's an issue. They don't like the, the long hair because it blows around the smell. The aroma blows around in the wind and you catch it up. Doing this is to protect against these Aswang. 
It's one of the things they believe over there. Never drive, never ride on the road at night, and never let your hair blow in the wind. They never, they w- never want ladies to have fun. You know what I mean? It's terrible. Now, the weird dog is said to develop a taste for human flesh by eating food spat on or licked by another weird dog. The same is said for the visceral sucker. Unlike the previous asswang, the weird dog does not infiltrate human communities through marriage, but as a traveler of some sort, such as a peddler or a, a construction laborer. Joe Nobody from They Live type deal. That one's very interesting. It's funny that the werewolf dude is like, in the movies, the werewolf dude's always like the lone wolf, no pun intended, you know what I mean? Roaming through town that uh, doesn't kind of link up or stay. He just kind of does it. That's his thing. I'm, I'm, I'm especially grossed out by all the saliva talk and stuff, you know what I mean? Um, you know, the ones that I did read in the research, that the ones that are human, they, they speculate that they give, they can pass on being an asswong by saliva and uh, in your food. Like if you have one working on your food and it spits on your food or, you know, whatever gets on your food, like the way that human people get on your food, you know what I mean? When they're cooking your meals, then it's like you would eat it and you would get, it'd be like getting sick, but you get asswong. You know what I mean? Be a, which is a bigger problem. Um, so you definitely want to steer that. You know what I mean? But the community, at least you don't have to get married into it. Nobody's marrying the, the, the dogs and the wolves and the beers. You know what I mean? It's very sad. I feel bad for them all. They must be very lonely. You know what I mean? I can see, uh, to me, what is reasonable is beware the stranger. Yeah. And the reason I say that is if you go far enough back in many cultures, uh, but in the Philippines also, everything is very clan or family orientated. Small towns, small villages, the family, everybody's together, knows each other and supports each other. Yeah. And your threat is from that stranger, whether it is disease, whether it is violence, whatever it is. So for this animal, this creature to be a threat and come in town as a stranger, to me, makes sense. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. It's like if you want a happy life, if you're happy, if your life is happy today, you want to be happy tomorrow, don't change anything about it, which means don't have any people come in with that you don't know that might mess it up, you know, and stuff like that, obstacles. So I think it keeps that trait going, you know. Um, Who's to say who's right or wrong in that situation? Maybe it all returns back to the immediate family unit, and that's all you know in life. You never know. Moving up next, but I did like the fact that the peddler and the construction laborers and stuff like that, I thought that was a good little gimmick with it. But, yeah, I mean, you're if you're – if you're, yeah, I guess they do take the human form for those things, you know what I mean? It's interesting. The weird dog is, is, is definitely lone wolf shit for real. He don't he don't oh. want to get married into nothing. He's just rolling through. Oh yeah, I support that. Uh, next up is the witch. Who's who's the witch? Because uh, the the weird dog don't want to sh- shack up with her and get married, so she turns into the witch. The witch is the one on on the prowl for the weird dog, but never gets the weird dog. So now she's a witch. You know what I mean? Um, Witch ass wangs are characterized by extreme vindictiveness, laying curses upon those who have crossed her by making certain objects, such as rice, 
bones or insects come out of the bodily orifices of the curse. Now that's pretty horrifying right there. And it does sound like she's angry at the werewolf. You know what I mean? Werewolf men. Um, I'm going to have to say that one more time because that's how horrifying it is. She lays curses upon those that have crossed her by making certain objects such as rice, bones, or insects come out of bodily orifices of the cursed. Whoa, man. That's troublesome, right? That's some trouble. What, 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 what what what's your take on what I just read there? Uh, I think it's an effective curse. I mean, who wants cockroaches coming out of their, uh, you know what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that is, that's nasty. Yeah. That is definitely uh, some bad news stuff. Uh, I'd rather them come out of some holes than others, I'll be honest with you, to be, to be truthful. Um, witches have, have eyes that reflect images upside down as well as elongated arises. You ever heard that one before? Kind of like cat-like? No. That's interesting. They probably hide it too. They live in the outskirts of towns and villages, as we know. You know, we've talked about that many moons ago where we talked about how people that just kind of get rid town riffraff and people that they don't favor could be easily called a witch and sent to the other side of town. You know what I mean? Maybe even people that they thought were poor people and not as good as them, you know, stuff like that. Um, witches in the Philippines are feared, avoided, and hated. Witches can become a swang only if they have certain qualities that follow an asswang already. Uh, then they can become an asswang. And by doing so, their powers become stronger, stronger than that of other witches as well. If an asswang was caught, uh, they are to be immediately killed without question. Yeah, see, that's an issue. That's kind of a, that goes to the witch trial deal where, uh, you know, people, somebody might point a face, somebody has something you want. You got a couple, you got more goats than, than Sally thinks you need to have, and Sally needs more goats. Sally's going to point a finger at you and say that you was an Aswan witch. You need to go adios amigo. Um, through with witches, though with witches, there's just uh, complete evidence of the people and the people around them regarding them with fear. Though if an incident were to happen near the witch's residence, then there is reason to turn the witch to blame and punish. Now, who's to say what near actually means? You can say me and Ray are near each other right now because we're talking on the screen, but we're not. You can say that we're near each other because we both reside in Massachusetts, but physically... We're not that close, you know, If in, in, in as far as mileage, you know what I mean? We're very close. We're very close on a personal level, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah, this one's interesting. You know, the witch, and we got a great episode on on witches. Now, I can't say that name or the, the we'll be shut down for indecency. But if you go look in season one, I believe it's episode five or four or six, um, and there's two incredibly creepy, super creepy stories about witch interactions on that, uh, which was always always a good listen, in my opinion. But, what, Ray, what do you think about these witches? I think it's interesting because if you go far enough back in the culture, you also had what would be a, uh, a healer or a shaman. Yeah. A medicine man. And that's the 
positive aspect. They would work people work with the spirits and with herbs to uh, heal people. So what they've taken is that if you were if you were negative and to do that, then they call that a witch, someone who's taken those powers and taken that knowledge and use it for evil. And since it since they're saying it is evil and you want to boost your power as an evil being, yeah, then you transform into the Aswan. And now you're like super evil, super powerful. And uh, they don't want you around. And yeah, if caught, they're going to do you in. Yeah. Yeah, they also call them the Kulam, which are Filipino, Philippine witches. They're the users of black magic and related practices from the Philippines. They include a variety of different kinds of people with different occupations and cultural contentations. Um, very interesting stuff. Yeah, the the you know it, it almost there's always some type of witch, if you will, in all everybody's kind of folklore. It's just kind of the female embodiment of evil, and then you have like your weird dog people or your 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 male evil. You know the the the, the werewolf, if you will, is kind of like the guy that goes crazy and becomes a real beast. You know what I mean? And then the witch is kind of like a girl that goes crazy and becomes a real beast. You know what I mean? So, you gotta be careful. Now, next up is the ghoul. Little old ghoul. Poor ghoul. You know what I mean? Um, now, ghoul aswang are described as humanoid but generally hidden. Their diet consists of human corpses. Uh, they are carrion eaters. Their nails and teeth are sharp and strong to help with the theft and consumption of the corpses. Their diet makes them smell rank and pungent. Uh, they, they gather in trees near cemeteries to exhume and consume the fresh burials. Now, a lot of, there was a lot of talk of them hanging, a lot of these things uh, hanging in the trees uh, when I was doing my search. And uh, makes sense. It adds to the creep factor, too, when you're walking... When you're walking in those dark woods or even down that dark street, you know, what's what's above you watching down at you? Contemplating whether it should swoop down and take you with them, you know what I mean? Well, if you also, if you're talking at, if you look at the Philippines and once you're outside of a village or where the village is situated, if you go back in time, and a lot of it still is, it's jungle. It's thick, heavy jungle. Mm. And, and what's in the trees even if you get away from the Aswan, is you might have uh, predatory cats. I know you have snakes. You have a lot of danger in those trees, and it's a perfect place in a jungle setting, uh, particularly a very thick jungle for something to hide and swoop down. Yeah, swooping down. It's uh... that's all. Pre- uh, serious thing because a lot of in that region of the world there's a belief that if the corpse is not intact then the soul never rest mm. so some, something that would attack and devour the corpse uh, really is creating a ghost or not letting someone, someone rest yeah I'm with that so it's a big fear they have yeah 
and the ghoul, the lonely ghoul, you have like the weird, the weird, weird, weird wolf man who's like, uh, you know, construction laborer or peddler, you know, uh, decent looking people. You gotta be to peddle your shit. You gotta be a hustler. You gotta have a good look to you. You know what I mean? Construction workers, they got that rugged, they got that rugged look. You know what I mean? Because they're out there busting ass. You know what I mean? Living the life. Making things grow, you know what I mean? Doing that whole deal. And then witches, you know, they're beautiful. All the things we talked about when the female, the vampire is very beautiful. And then we get to the ghoul, okay? And they don't say the ghoul's a very unattractive person, but I can tell right from the get-go that the ghoul's a fucking hideous to look at. You don't want to look at the ghoul, okay? You don't want to go to ghoul school, my friend. Nah, you want to be saved by that bell. Uh, they, they eat their people dead, which is almost, it's admirable, you know what I mean? You got to admire something like that, where they don't have to kill off anything to eat. You know, they they go and find what's already dead and they eat that body, you know? And they've been, they've unfortunately, they got a horrifying face. I feel like this is the entity with the heart of gold over here. The creature with the heart of gold is what we're dealing with here, but it doesn't quite have the face for the pictures, so they don't allow it to, you know, be the forefront of, of the movement. So we have the vampire as the movement because she's beautiful, or the, the handsome and rugged construction worker, peddler. But the poor ghoul never gets his day in the sun, which maybe that's all he really needs is a little bit of sun. You know what I mean? To freshen him up, perk him up a little bit, get some vitamin D going. Um, but this one, this is definitely, this is the Igor. The ghoul's the Igor of the bunch. You know what I mean? The ghoul's the one that makes sure the witch and the vampire and, and everybody has what they need. You know what I mean? When they wake up, everything's set out for them. This is the, this is the, real, the ghoul's the real mechanics that keeps that world moving. You know what I mean? The unsung hero of the creature world is the ghoul, I feel. The unsung hero of the, the, the Aswang world is the ghoul. Now, that would almost be the name of this episode, but people wouldn't know what the hell's going on. Maybe it will be the episode. We'll see. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so what do you, what do you anything, anything closing on the ghoul? Any, any, anything you want to say about the ghoul? Uh, no, just like, like I said before, he uh, prevents someone from moving on, so in that sense, he's very, very terrifying. Once he mutilates the body, I did notice a pattern in that you got quite a few of them, like the witch and and the vampire. They're all women. Yeah. And now, now if you're talking about a male-dominated society, then they, for evil, they're going to point the finger at the female. Yeah. So that that kind of makes sense there that they're they're throwing the blame in that direction. The ghoul is the only one that they don't mention male, they don't mention female. It's just desecrating the dead and condemning the spirit to wander the earth, which itself is kind of nasty, even though they do clean up the graveyard by eating only the dead. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was born of the the, the Philippine folklore terrifying creature dating back to the 16th century. Um, the Bicolonists believed in a god named Garanga, who was the good god 
uh, that acted as the benefit beneficent of the really of their region, the defender of the guardian of their homes and their protector against the evil and good uh, evil of the god Aswang. The god Aswang, however, was the evil god and rival who attempted to always cause him harm uh, to the people, and they found ple- and he found pleasure in doing so. It's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. However, in another story, Garagong is portrayed as a fire-wielding god who, if displeased with the humans, would cause Mount Mayon to erupt. Aswang had no control over the people and became jealous of Gugurang's power. As Aswang begged for uh, Gugurang's fire, Gugurang felt that Aswang was only trying to have fire to win the favor of the people, and the two began to argue for centuries. Look at that ego, killing it off. But Aswang was able to steal fire by turning himself invisible and hiding the fire in a coconut shell. Woo! We're getting a little crazy now. Somebody was having drinks while they were writing this. It's an interesting thing, you know. There's countermeasures to these, though, I wanted to pop into. You know, there's certain ways to kind of protect or do away with and the remedies and countermeasures to drive away uh, or slay the Aswang. Different countermeasures often vary depending on the cultural and symbolic significance to each tool. Holy objects, spices, salt, ash, the tail of a stingray, large crustaceans, uh, vinegar, beetle nut chew, and urine are all listed as tools for protection against Aswang. The reversal of the ladder leading to the house was also said to be a countermeasure against Aswang. Because they were believed to be the cause of miscarriages, countermeasures to drive Aswang away and prevent them from prowling during childbirth were developed. One method is for the husband of the childbearing wife to remain under the house naked while furiously waving a sword. Sharp sticks or bolos should be inserted between the bamboos of the house floor to prevent Aswangs from lurking under the house. Additionally, sick people should not stay in houses with holes and are told not to groan in order not to attract the Aswang. Now, what's your take on the dude method of under the house naked? Uh, That's kind of an interesting one, where the guy goes under the house, your wife's pregnant, right? So you go, what do I got to do to protect him? You know, I could almost see putting the swords in, in the crevices of the house so it can't come through the floor. But the idea of you got to go out there, be nude. You got you got the other sword waving around in the wind while you got the other one up top, you know, wielding that around like a maniac. And I wonder how long they're supposed to do it for. And uh, that's supposed to keep things away. What's your take on that, Ray? Uh, definitely, a, uh, considering most of these Aswang are female. Yeah. And, you, and you've got the naked male form intimidates or scares them away. Mm. That, that kind of, uh, makes a little bit of a sense, a little bit of sense to me, particularly if you're trying to, uh, protect the child, mm. keep that child healthy and keep it, keep it away from the children, the unborn or otherwise, then... If they're under the house, it has no way to get from Mother Earth to the ground into the house. Yeah. Without this repulsive or strong male form over there to kind of scare it off and get it to change its mind. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's very much like, uh, yeah, 
men are supreme. Look, all I have to do is get naked and this thing won't come. Mm. It's kind of like, really, dude? Come on. I, I, I think that it has something weird to do with, with that. Like a, like a, like, like the lady comes in and she's supposed to see the guy and he's naked. So she's supposed to go, Ooh, I want to see this naked guy, not go see this, get this baby or whatever. And then when she goes over to it, the sword's supposed to be fighting her off, symbolic for fighting her off. So it's almost like you grab her attention with the nakedness and then you fight her off with the sword, so to speak. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That makes sense, right? Seducer with the body, killer with the sword, and the sword is a phallus symbol anyway. So, yeah, that that all works. I almost feel like that's one of those folklore things that was like made so uh, men wouldn't cheat on their uh, their wives when they were pregnant type deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's also yeah, well, spe- you know if you were a cheater, you got shoved into the house. And with the swords and stuff, that's what happens to Then they can slice you up, blame the, the Aswang. There's also an anti-Aswang oil that can be developed, Ray. To make this oil, a sol- you got to select a particular a coconut and watch it grow. Pick it at twilight during a full moon when it is wet and gloomy. The breeze should also be chill. Look at all these things. The breeze should also be chilly, like you can control that. The coconut should be grated and its juice must be squeezed out. Boil the mixture until it becomes oil. Recite a secret prayer and throw all the waste into the ocean so that the Aswan cannot trace whoever made the oil. Once complete, the oil should be hung at the door of the house. It will boil uh, when the Aswan is near. That sounds like a lot of work, my friend. You must have some serious issues with the Aswang if you're going through this extent. You know what I mean? It's a lot of work until you get the oil. But then again, who wants to be sleeping under the house naked all the time? I hear you with that. All I can picture is going through all this, and then when you hang it, it falls and breaks, and you got to do it all over again. Very unfortunate. <laughs> um, there Don't are- hang it near the sword. If the wind catches it, it'll break the container. Then then you change the whole folklore thing to go, no, we're supposed to break the container and the fumes float around your house and protect you. All right, I'm going to bed. One of those things. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> there are other methods of detecting aswag without the use of special oil. Scratching noises heard from the ceiling of the house is often a sign of a nearby aswang or a mouse or a bat or any other small animal that gets in there. Aswangs in disguise can be detected by seeing if your reflection in the creature's eyes is inverted. If I see my reflection in any creature's eyes, I will be inverted. You know what I mean? I will be uh, (laughs) headed in a different direction. Additionally, dogs, cats, and pigs with no tails are said to be aswangs in disguise. During holy masses, aswangs will also attempt to dodge the blessings. Would make sense, you know what I mean? Now, to kill a witch aswang, a bolo knife can be used to strike the middle of the witch's back. You got to catch him in the back, huh? Uh, If that area is not struck, the witch can lick its wounds to heal its injuries. Uh, The horror fan in me loved reading that. After slaying an aswang with the bolo, the bolo must be planted under the ground. Firearms are not advised for killing asswangs, and it is useless to stab and slash at an asswang while it is in the form of an animal. 
Magic prayers can be used to make the Aswang vulnerable. While it is in the helpless state, its body must be cut into pieces. If the Aswang is cut into two pieces, each piece must be separated and taken to opposite riverbanks. That's got a... That's got, that's like, it's very difficult to get rid of. It's like if you got to get rid of, you got to get rid of a, you want to get rid of a TV or a refrigerator or something. You got to bring it to the dump and then you got to pay to get rid of it. It's like a big ordeal. You can't just put it out in your front yard anymore. Um, What do you think about that, Ray? I kind of disagree a little bit. Yeah, with the witch, you're supposed to injure the back. Yeah, and they say don't use guns. I'm thinking, uh, I don't know, a shotgun to the back would work. I think yeah. that would open a wound. It could lick the heel up, but I don't know why it has to be. I don't know enough about the culture to know why it has to be a bolo. But I'm dividing the body up, I can see you're trapping the spirit of the Ashwing in the. Yeah, it goes to that vibe of the body the, needs to be together. When it, yeah. when it's buried type deal. Now, a bolo knife. Refresh me in the audience on what exactly a bolo knife is. What's the difference between a bolo knife and a regular knife you'd have in the kitchen? Um, I don't know. I'd like to know. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't mind getting one of them uh, so, once I find out. It's got more bolo in it, I heard. I wonder if the, the stabbing thing is uh, an impressional thing. It's more personal, you know what I mean? Where if you shoot somebody, there's that disconnect of nothing. But if you're stabbing them, it's quite possible you have one hand on a shoulder uh, while the other hand is holding the blade going into the back, you know what I mean? As well as the, the back might be symbolic as well of, you know... Well, they for them, they say it so it can't lick the wounds, which is uh, a horrifying image, which I appreciate. Um, that visual is something else. Um, but I think that that might be it. And, you know, you have that you can't really tend to the wound when it's on your back as well. Like it says, instead, even if you weren't going to, pl- even if you weren't planning on licking your wound, you st- if it was on the front, you might be able to, you know, squeeze it back together and apply pressure so you don't bleed out as quick type deal. You know what I mean? One thing that came to my mind is I was thinking about this an ancient uh, Native American weapon, an old one. Yeah. And and they have similar ones in other cultures. It's got a long handle and it curves up and it holds a, on it. It holds, usually it was a rock, but it was kind of polished till it was round. Uh, if you predate the getting metal. But the edge it curls up and a rock is set on the inside, the heavy stone, but yeah. that edge that curls around it that holds it has a blade edge to it. So it's a combination of your smashing and slicing at the same time. I'm wondering if that's what a bolo knife is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's got to have something. Maybe it's made out of an an ivory or something. Maybe it's what the handle's made out of. Maybe, you know, maybe like the maybe the metal and the blade, you know, or something. Maybe the metal, maybe the handle and the blade are all one piece, you know what I mean? So you're actually having full contact and there's no grip, you know what I mean? It's just straight hand into metal into flesh, which is probably a better connector, right? If you were gonna, if you were thinking energy wise, you would want metal hand on metal, metal going into flesh for a good, you know, 
transaction, so to speak. We call that a, a devilish transaction in the trade when you're putting the blade in somebody. But uh, you think that might be it too? Maybe that's where it's the boko is the blade and the handle of the same material. So there's really no, there's really no like uh, veal, if you will, and nothing, nothing blocking. It's just straight, straight energy. You know what I mean? That would make sense. Yeah. It's a uh, doesn't have too many weaknesses, though. You know what I mean? Like you have that, the way to get it, uh, the coconut oil, and, and, and the different types of you know holy plants uh, for that oil. I wonder if you could buy that oil. You could probably get it. Um, they can't be killed by decapitation or being stuck or be struck with a whip made by a stingray's tail, or they can be rather. Um. It's one of those, you know, repelled by garlic and religious artifacts, very vampire-like, you know what I mean? Uh, But it has to be on their weakest day and when they are in human form. Very interesting. They they can be killed by decapitation or being struck with the whip of a stingray's tail. I wonder what the stingray's tail, uh, why that holds uh, power. Any idea? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I know it can kill people. You got right. the problem there that uh, it uh, it can be deadly to people. I'm wondering if the power of the stingray also comes from the fact that it lives in the water. Yeah. Because if you know if you notice when you dismember them to get rid of them, you also put them on two sides of a uh, a river. Yeah. So I'm wondering if the water, the power in the water, to uh, be able to dispel the spirit or absorb the spirit. Water is a definite link to my eye in there. I think they look at at water as like all like even more in even more of a locked in thing than dirt because dirt air can get through to a degree, you know what I mean. But water is just like you know what I mean. There's no you go into water, you can't breathe. You go into the dirt, you can breathe for a little bit. So it has that element to it. Um, so that's why maybe they think if we, if we bury this, yeah, if we, if we bury this in the water, you know, maybe you'll have the dirt over it as well, but then you get all this water and they like, they, they'd feel like the spirit wouldn't be able to come through the water. Like, like it would be stuck in the water. You know what I mean? Yeah. Water might carry the spirit away. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting stuff. Um, there's a few related creatures to it. Like we talked about. But despite the fact that belief in this terrifying creature is spread throughout the Philippines, there aren't many well-known individual stories. Instead, the Aswang's fame is built on the collection of first-hand encounters, and almost everyone who claims to have seen this fabled creature has a slightly different report. Aswang mythology was formalized in the 1960s when Maximo Ramos included a description of the monster in a book titled Creatures of Philippine Lower Mythology. So it goes way back to the mythology of the Philippines. Filipinos. I like it. Now they have, there's an explanation of the myth. Um, as fantastic as stories of the Aswan might seem, they may have actually been inspired by real life events. One theory is that the native wildlife was the inspiration for the legends, the tick-tick and wak-wak. Hunting calls the monster is said to make are probably the calls of nocturnal birds, bats, Tasmanian devils, and the kagwang. 
and endangered species of the flying lemur have all been killed because they have been suspected of being ashwang in transformed in a transformed state. Another possible explanation of the mythology is the presence of rare genetic disease called XDP, which almost exclusively affects Filipino men. XDP causes patients to have Parkinson and dystonic symptoms. The patient is afflicted with uncontrollable muscle spasms, contortions, and tremors. Um, images of aswangs during transformation are strikingly similar to the photographs of a patient experiencing XDP symptoms. Hmm. Uh, the highest concentration of XDP occurrences in the Capiz region, which is rumored to be the original home of the aswang. Very interesting. You know what I mean? Um, so it could be, it could be that, you know what I mean? We're an interesting syndrome, you know, like I said before with like people that have issues and they kind of banish them away kind of works a little bit in that favor a little bit too, um, which is very unfortunate, of course, you know what I mean? I don't support it. I don't support bad things like that. Um, you know, we got the, the like they said before, the managara, mana, mana angal means the remover in Tagalog. And that's the woman who is normal by day and by night detaches her torso. You know what I mean? That goes into the, the visceral uh, sucker we talked about. Tick, tick, sometimes known as the walk, walk, a giant humanoid crows who belong to witches to stop them, one must uh, remove the crow that is inside their stomachs. That's very interesting sounding. I don't. There's a lot of that. That 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 has an element of uh, fairy tale to it. What's your take on the tick tick? Uh, if you're talking about inside the stomach, and then you're talking about a culture where, <coughs> excuse me, mm-hmm. you get. Uh, deformed animals, deformed people, and they call them evil. Yeah. Then they see the evil growing within the woman in the womb. Mm. So to me, that kind of makes, you know, the birth defect is an evil thing because the child came out that way because the person was evil. Yeah. And grew, grew within them. They're growing this monster themselves, most likely because they did something wrong and got cursed. Yeah. We also got the buswa hair, which I, I pretty much is the same thing as the ghoul. resembles a human in appearance and behavior. They are corpse thieves, grave robbers who dwells in cemeteries, sometimes steals fresh corpses from funerals or tragic accidents like car crashes, etc. Uh, this one, it says their weakness is salt, which had never gone into that when we talked about the ghoul. So I thought it was worth bringing up for that. Uh, also, the babu. Aswang with bloodshot eyes that makes the sound of uh, a laying hen at night, which sounds horrifying. It sounds like it's a sound you don't want to hear. Uh, speaking of sounds, another thing that I heard in my research for them is that when you when they're when you like see them in the woods, you hear like their 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 howl. Now they they're designed that the closer they get to you. Uh, the lower the howl gets. So what it does to you is it makes you feel like it's going further away from you 
as it comes towards you, which is a very creepy element. I thought that was pretty horrifying. Uh, you don't want to deal with that stuff. I mean, exact Amunda. Well, that fits, that fits in with anything evil being a great deceiver. Yeah. It's going to you know, trick you. That's common in many cultures. The, the trickster is evil. Also predator-like, though, too, even an animal that was looking for prey. So you don't even have to say evil, yeah, definitely fits in the category. But even predatory, you know what I mean? It's one of those things. And uh, the last thing I wanted to bring up real quick to go into the kind of the Mothman vibe, because this has a Mothman look to it. You know what I mean? The way it looks is very Mothman. And if you look like the Mothman, then, of course, you're going to get your own festival where they celebrate you so you can stay around forever. And that is the Aswang Festival. All right. On October 29th to the 20th to the 30th, my bad. In 2004, Capiz inaugurated the Aswang Festival, organized by a non-governmental group, Dwago Cabiznon Incorporated. It was a Halloween-like fiesta as a prelude to the All Souls Day and All Saints Day festivals. It was, however, condemned by the Catholic hierarchy and some official, off, uh, some local officials as an act of adoring the devil. I'm with them, you know what I mean? Uh, when former Capiz government Vincent Bermijo assumed office as mayor of Roxas City in July 2007, the controversial festival was stopped. Like we've talked about before, you know, me and Ray both feel that there is some weird type when you're glamorizing, you know what I mean, and worshiping and celebrating a negative energy or negative force, uh, nothing really positive would come out of that. You know what I mean, Ray? You want to say anything about what I just read? Well, I can agree with that. I would be careful to find out details about whether or not when they have that festival, whether they're honoring them. Well, they're actually trying to appease them so that they don't attack. Yeah. It, it, it depends. If they're worshiping them, then, yeah, that's not good. They're giving them energy and they're giving them power. And they're doing that to a degree if they're doing ceremonies to uh, say, hey, look, take this. We're nice. Don't don't attack us. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's a waste of time. And I disagree with that completely. Yeah. It's one of those weird deals. I understand that in their mind, like a small town community goes, hey, we have this thing we could exploit and make money off of. You know what I mean? Uh, so that's why they want to do it. But then the, and the, I don't really think I don't really think it's more of an evil like it's evil and greed. It's not an evil and like, let's get everybody to worship this thing and kind of summon it type deal. Um, but, you know, human mind conjuring type stuff. You know, you want to believe something's real or give enough attention to something, you could conjure up something even if it wasn't there to begin with. And with something like this, there was already something there to begin with, um, whether it's just a belief that a bunch of people had or a legitimate thing. And human mind conjurings, my friend, uh, things could be created from these these situations. You know what I mean? There, 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 there's a Freddy Krueger. There's a real-life Freddy Krueger out there that jumps around people's dreams and killing them because people believe in him so much as a character that he's, it's probably a real thing. It's probably, and you'd never know because you'd be dead. So you can't say I'm wrong. You know what I mean? So Ray, man, the Aswang, uh, that was an Aswang long episode. You know what I mean? 
I'm digging it. Um, very creepy stuff. Like we say with everything, like let this be a kickoff point and uh, go out there and do some further research yourself. I think you really, this was one of those really interesting and fun ones. Creepy. Um, the looks to them are horrifying. Whenever you have long tongue things that suck your blood and even worse, uh, enjoy the, the phlegm of sick people. You, you're dealing with um, some very sick individuals, some very sick entities. Um, I'm still going to throw up just thinking about that. That's, that's horrifying. Uh, again, you know, this aspect, I do think that it's kind of, I think different cultures have different names for the same thing. I do think this kind of fits into that category. Um, different people's beliefs, I think, have different names for these things. But I think it's all part of the same deal. Um, it's all the same universe, you know what I mean? But, yeah, the Aswang, Filipino folklore, some crazy stuff. Get out there and check it out for yourselves. And uh, hit us up on the page. Let us know what you think. And uh, you want to say anything in closing to the fine folks, Ray, or we're going to let the, let the Aswang soak over them? and really think about what they learned today. And next time, I would, yeah. I would tend to say, uh, delve into it, but keep in mind the similarities this has to many, very many uh, cultures and evil across the world. And somewhere in there, there is some truth to it. Yeah. So respect, respect it while you research it because peoples from all over the world would not have come up with all of these similar legends or these similar events if there wasn't something behind them truth so be careful definitely check it out but be careful yeah protect yourself um and for anybody out there you know if you're if you're walking down the street and you feel like you wanted to hawk a big loogie on the side of the road. Now, not, not just the reason of when I see that I want to yak up my lunch. But now, don't do it because, you know, some Aswang might be strolling. Might give that a lick, eat it up. And if he likes the taste of your phlegm, he's going to come looking for your ass. All right? And that's the last thing you want. You know what I mean? That's the last thing anybody wants is some Aswang on their ass. He's going to be ass wanging, yes. So with that being said, we wish y'all had a great evening over there. If you like this episode, go check out other episodes where you're hearing this. Um, we got a Boombastic streaming page on Patreon for anybody looking to support. You get some early stuff. You get perks. It's beautiful. Uh, a lot of cool, fun stuff from what I hear. From what I hear. Um, but with that being said, have a ghostly evening out there. You know what I mean? Stay away from this one. And we'll catch y'all on the next episode of Mostly Ghostly. Ghostly.